Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. I am Anthony. Hi, I'm Mike. What's wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> no, you're going right in. Yeah. I just said. Uh, I, just said I, I don't know. Well, we, we went to get that's, coffee that's before, fine. so we're, we're yeah, late. Yeah, we're yeah. Late. Yeah. We're late. Yeah, 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 yeah. You really got coffee. Yeah, yeah. We get the joke, Mike. We said uh, it. Oh, true. Why? I'm very, I'm, I'm very <laughs> upset that we should be yelling at each other, but you're taking it out on him. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so we are back for another episode. This week we watched Videodrome, but before we get into that, What's up? Anything? Nothing really. Nothing that really. What is What's up with you, oh, so, bro? So, so I did after we talked about history of violence last week. I immediately went home and watched it. Oh, you I, did? Yeah, it's I, great. I, right? The movie's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. William Hurt is such an underrated actor too. William Hurt played. <laughs> Speak into your the microphone. Oh, sorry. Um, William Hurt played the brother, the mobster uh-huh, brother. Yeah, yeah. If you, you may remember him from Body Heat. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great scene. Great. He got nominated for an Oscar for that, by the way. Did not she win. Should have. Yeah, no, um, I'm talking won. about William Hurt. Yeah, he should have won. I forgot who beat him. I think it was up against, uh, um, I think it was either Ledger's ear or uh, um, Harvey Aberdeen, one of those. Uh, he should have won. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? No, um, History of Violence. Da- oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, well... I was what's, just saying. What's up with you, fucking Dick Rattle shirt over there? <laughs> Vic <laughs> Rattle shirt. <laughs> no, it's living. Yeah. Listening Do- to doing Megadeth. it. Doing it. Yeah. Watching well, uh, Nails vs. Virgil. Yeah. Uh, SummerSlam 92 on the Summer TV. 92. This match is considered it's, one of the best matches at WrestleMania. I'm not in SummerSlam history. Even though I'll take some feedback, 91 is better. Yeah, 91 is better. You can throw your hat in the ring there listeners well you know what we have the window open today it's the first time in a while it's uh a cool 64 degrees oh yeah oh first non-fucking hot as fuck night right <laughs> in, a, in a while yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was living so <laughs> long long island <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think the weather like down down the coast has been Crazy. I forgot who had like 100 degree. I think Virginia was like 100 and something yesterday. Well, sucks to be them. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, whoever's in Virginia. Virgin- Vir- Virginia. Virginia. Virg- Virg- Virgil. Virginia. Virgil. Yeah, yeah, Virgil's on the TV. <laughs> Virgil's in Virginia. In case you're from Sweden and you're listening to this podcast, there's a, a Virgil from WWE is why it's called Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> You'll see him wow. outside taking someone else's signings. <laughs> so, guys, this week we watched Videodrome, a uh, 1983 horror film, body horror, futuristic yeah. sci-fi body horror, Canadian... Sci-fi horror. Sci-fi horror mm-hmm. Possibly film. one of... Yes. Possibly his best, in my opinion. Yeah, I know, no, I this, this is, is probably his, your favorite. This is like the like I, his It's the best one. This this movie like one. defines a Cronenberg film. Yeah. I think this movie Is this your favorite? Out of his out yeah, of his thing. It's your, between this and Scanners, but definitely probably Videodrome. This is better than Scanners. Yeah. What do you th- do you like this out of all this films is your favorite? A lot of his shit is, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of his stuff is different, but Overall, for my taste, sensibilities and yeah. tastes, yeah, it's the best one. Because yeah. you really like the brood, right? The brood, it's, I don't want to be like, for, I guess when I was growing up, it was the fly, but that's like everybody's. Yeah. But uh, and no, it's got to be the brood for me, man. So this awesome. was released on February, I can't like speak, February, 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 February 4th. Uh, 1983, with a budget of 5.952 Canadian, I guess, or was that in uh, US, US dollars? dollars. But US. it was on IMDb, so I don't yeah. know. 
U.S. dollars. Well, uh, it made two million one hundred and twenty thousand four hundred and thirty-nine dollars. Well, isn't it amazing? They're made for tax write-offs. Yeah. Like I watched this a few times this week. It's amazing a major studio released it. Why do you say Just that? based on the type of movie. How yeah. fucking crazy it is. Yeah. Like, There's no business releasing this. But well, this is amazing. They did. Wasn't he wasn't he super popular at this point? Like wasn't it like a smart move to use him? Did you he he started to grow after yeah. scanners, but yeah, you know, he was pretty popular. Yeah, he was even see. asked to do Jedi and he yeah, turned it down. Yeah, the, Imagine lo- David Cronenberg think of, and Lynch yeah. turned it down. David yeah. That Lynch, would be even better. Imagine the, that. What a, cool, cool. Oh wait, I did I did what a, what a movie. Uh, if you look on our Instagram, I think there's a cut of uh Return of the Jedi that I did. Oh, by Lynch? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just them looking at each other. <laughs> I remember <laughs> with that. The with, with the fucking... <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. See, like, flash it, flash it, head sound flash it to Han Solo and Carbonite all in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? With them trying... Uh, appro- I'd watch that. Yeah, it's them, on our Instagram, man. Go I'd back, watch, I'd watch a whole three hours of that. I'd yeah. watch that. Them approaching a- them to direct that, it was like, at first they went to all like the hipper directors to do it. And then, like, I think then they went. Then they also asked Kubrick to do it as well. They asked like everybody to direct the like, Return of the Jedi for a drastic. How come nobody take. wanted to do it? I don't know. Maybe it's like a lot of pressure handling following Empire Strikes Back. Maybe because I don't uh, think the director gets credit for those. Really, like it's just it's a franchise at that Spielberg. point. Well, this was written and directed by David Cronenberg, yep. so he, this is like his. Isn't it produced too? It's, it's, no, Mike. No, it's produced by those Canadian guys who oh, the, 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 they basically they were producing the movies for free with a tax write off. But because of that luxury or this luxury, whatever you want to call it, they had to shoot the movies really late in the year, like between September and December. And if they didn't finish by that point, they wouldn't get the money back. So it was, a, it was a rush to yeah. get things so he was, done. So he, Cronenberg was a lot of the times writing the script on the go for Scanners and yeah. this. Oh. That's crazy. That is very crazy. Especially for a movie like this. Think about writing this movie. How fucking nuts it is. Did you like Rabbit? Did, did we do Rabbit? No, not mm-hmm. on here. Have you ever seen that? I think I like Shivers better. Really? I think. Or I, may, I may have it confused. It's been a while. Why do you... Why do you... Why do you think you're uh... the one that came, the second one that came out is the one I like better. I I think that's Rabbit. Yeah, Rabbit's the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one I like. Uh, to me, the film stock of that looks like uh, what's it called? It's like Maniac. Yeah, hold on. I think I found the video for you, Mike. Of of the Ewoks. Hold on. <laughs> that's the, the uh... Return of the Jedi cut. Yeah. <laughs> I think you did this. Did, yeah. You like that? Yeah, this is great. If you go back, what's the date on that? <laughs> you never, the date never on seen that? it before? February. If you go back to February, you could, on our Instagram, you can see the video that did he's you watching. Edit it? Yeah. You edited it? Yeah. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good. It's so funny. I remember that. Did this you do that when we were doing one of his movies? I think we were doing a racer head. Yeah, we were. Yeah, we were. So, uh, James Woods in this movie. A sleazeball. Yeah, it was for sure. Dude, can you name five James Woods movies? I can only name vampires. Are you, wait, wait, no, stop it. Fuck off. That's, um, video, uh, video drone? <laughs> um, what did you just say? <laughs> any given Sunday. Yeah, yeah, any given Sunday. Yeah. Did a bunch Doesn't of he have a cameo in something else? That we saw, I don't know. Family guy. But uh, what do you think of him as like the leading guy in this? He's like just weird enough looking and like just crazy enough acting that like it's yeah. perfect. Oh, he's it, good. Yeah, he's great. He's, I, good. he's uh, following this. It was always like he did a couple of the leading roles and he was always like the principal or the dad. Yeah. This is like key. This is like early years. James Woods being a leading man. Edgy. Edgy, yeah. edgy. <laughs> Actually, the whole cast in this is uh, a great cast. It's pretty good. Uh, the Bianco Oblivion character, love that character. Sonja Smiths, 
Yeah, what a character. Oh, man, she's in the pit. You ever see that? No. With the little trollo logs. Is she good in it like yeah, this? Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a she's a great actress. Yeah. Debbie Harry as Nikki Brand. She's awesome in it, too. Right? And she had like a she was in a whole bunch of shit. Um, she was actually in the Tales from the Dark Side movie. Did you know that? I don't remember her in that. No, I don't remember her in that. I don't know. That's really... She was in History of Violence, was she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, um, the, the I forgot who she plays in it, but that was she was in that. Oh man, body bags! You ever see that? No, I never seen that. John Carpenter uh, anthology from like the early nineties. Good, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stacy Keach Jr. Oh, I like him. He's he's in one of the segments. I like him. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Uh, Peter Dvorsky as Harlan. He was only in the uh, the only other thing that I really saw that I saw out of his uh, IMDb filmography was the Dead Zone, which I really didn't like. So, uh, really, he, biggest heel turn of the century. <laughs> yeah, we will get into that later. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a great heel turn. Leslie Carlson as uh, wow, Barry Convex. Now, dude. This guy was a, in a Christmas story. Yeah. He he played the Christmas tree salesman. Really? Yeah, no, this is a good one right here. And he's now really? dead. Yeah. What? <laughs> he's now uh, dead. Yeah, he's he's dead. But yeah. Dude, he was in the fly. Who was he in the fly? I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not I'll look it up. What, yeah, look it up. Um I gotta, I gotta, get, I gotta get a computer set up. Here. I gotta look yeah. for that in the Christmas story. I'd love this to year. be the info guy. And then we got Jack Crayley. Is that how you say it? Brian that plays Brian Oblivion. And uh, he was in Rituals. If you've ever seen that, that's a pretty good one. And then Police Academy 3 and 4. I know you've seen those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so this was um, mostly shot in Toronto, Canada, right? Mm-hmm. I think he was the doctor doing the surgery. But when, when um, and the fly breaks in. Remember that, about, was, weren't they trying to have the baby or an abortion? I got to look for this guy yeah, now the, in these movies. I think he was the doctor. That he calls to do the surgery or whatever. Oh, I, this guy's great. Um, Love this guy. You know what I saw in the uh, like the little facts about it? That the trailer was made with a Commodore 64. Really? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, I don't know how, but, uh, you know, I guess. <laughs> so I always thought that was such a great name, Commodore. The Commodore? Awesome name. Yeah. Yeah, Commodore. Yeah. The like Commodores. That. It's very, yeah. very fun. <laughs> so... Before we get into the movie, do you want to go over a little bit of uh, like what, you know, like a Cronenberg film is? Body horror. Like what's like Cronenbergian? Because that is like in the, you know, vocabulary of the genre now. It didn't exist yet, but it is, as Anthony said, his staple is body horror. He invented it. But also, and even like- Perfected it. I think he's also very good at doing things with like how movies are like, like if you watch the history of violence is a great example of it in a very basic way. You get the story, it's happening, then all the violence is very like graphic, but also it takes like the next couple steps like like, Amer- like in American history, I'm not American history, the history of violence when he when he smashes the, the throws the coffee in his face and then he like. Basically, I think he like beats his face in, and you just see his tongue kind of hanging from his mouth. Yeah, it's like, all like it's like fucking, fucking horribly like gruesome. He palms um, Viggo Morrison palms the guy's nose into his face, and it completely it's like always a step up. Yeah, it's violence. always like crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Um. So, what do you think about like David Cronenberg versus like a Toby Hooper or John Carpenter? You'd really. Who else would you put in that? Like a Wes Craven. Wes Craven. Yeah. You, put in. you just put in Clive Barker. <laughs> you just you really gotta you gotta name three or four of the movies and start knocking them off. Yeah. See who survives. It's like a survival well, you can, pool. What well, do you, you mean don't compare them? Like you don't better need, or just like how would you categorize? You do them in need sense? three because you, Toby Hooper to me he directed the greatest horror movie ever, but I don't know if I'd pick him over Cronenberg based on the filmography. Okay. That's why you need to go through multiple movies. So then, see, well, you can automatically not... If we're going to go by one movie, though, I would, Toby Hooper would win for me because I think that's the best movie. You think so? Yeah, that's my opinion. That's my favorite. 
I know that's a, that's mainstream, a, that's, Mikey. Yeah, that's, what's that's up, real, bro? It's a real. Well, you know, uh, what you, 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 what could, are you saying? It's a real. It's a real boo moment. Sometimes you could think maybe like boo. for me, I love Cronenberg, but you could also think that like some of his movies are more known for certain scenes and certain things. Yeah, and, like those scenes are bigger than the movies itself. If that makes sense. Yeah, like think, to the mainstream. I think to me, if I had to. Make a choice. It's it's either between Cronenberg and Carpenter. I may go, I, I may go with Cronenberg. It depends I, on my mood. I agree. It's between them. Two. Well, like how many how many films? Of... I'd go with Carpenter. I feel ultimately, yeah. but Cronenberg shit I like a lot. I think it's really mm-hmm. good. That's yeah, a good point. I agree. I agree with you actually. But I love. But for me, like rewatchability, like I love shit like they live. Yeah, it's I the, love vampires. Yeah, yeah. Well, also think obviously it, Halloween too, which he didn't direct, but I'm gonna throw it in there as he wrote it. Yeah, like this is stuff like, but Cronenberg shit I appreciate so much for how intelligent it is. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's new level shit. He's very good. It's at, like a beyond like like how like ahead of the curve he is. <laughs> like his intellect. Like the fly the fly remake kind of plays out like a play. Not a movie. It's a great movie that yeah, fly remake. Yeah, yeah, but think about it as like, isn't it kind of like you could see like now Beetlejuice is on Broadway. There could be a fly Broadway show. You know what I mean? It's very his movies are very play like. They're very like so. There's like that that movie's like a romance movie as well. The fly. You know what I mean? You know, it's wild with him too. If you really go through the brood to oh, love the brood. If man. you go if you start with the brood and really end, I guess with Videodrome, so you can throw scanners in there too. Yeah, uh-huh. a lot of his shit like there's such like. No, you throw the fly in there also. There's also, there's such like weird like connotations between sex and weird shit yep. going on with your body. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, not yeah. just fucking nuts. Not the it, sake of like, body violence to have body violence. It's reason like behind the, it. It's yeah. like in, in the fly, it's like he's becoming an insect, but he's but he's becoming more dominant sexually. It's yeah. like fucking crazy. Well, he's taking on the characteristics Sugar. of the yeah, he had more sugar. <laughs> well, that's enough. That's, well, I mix two characters, you know what I mean? Yeah, but this movie's too, a lot of it is based on really, it's really sexual shit with Max Wren because he's yeah. ultimately always manipulated by Nikki Brand because well, how much he desired her sexually and all not, the shit she exposed yeah. him to sexually. Well, it's not, it's but not it's even that just... Halluc- but is that an hallucination too? You don't know. But it's not just that, Mike. It's, it's just overstimulation in general. Of everything, violence, sex, yeah, yeah, you know, all sorts of shit like that. Yeah, it's not just films in general. You're speaking? No, no, just just okay. really video drum. In the, in the realm of video drum, yes, but I yeah. was saying if you're making the parallels with all the movies, those two themes are always intertwined. In all of them, yeah, all uh, of it, a lot of it is. Really, you think so? Maybe, maybe not so much in Scanners. I was gonna say but in, the fl- <laughs> in the Fly, Videodrome, and the Brood, sexuality and stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that's, that's a lot big, of subtext to that, and that's a lot that of it goes back to what you're saying—the difference between the three directors, like Carpenter, and then a, his, a history of violence. A history of so, hey, that's a crazy sex scene. Dude, in that yeah. Movie. Yeah, yeah, he has a lot of themes with that. Do you that notice? Guy. I noticed about there's a sex scene between his witness protection name and then once the audience knows that he is the gangster and then they have sex rough on the staircase yeah yeah so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I just think like going back to what you said Carpenter and Cronenberg Carpenter movies are very like there's always a being or something stalking basically if you think about it like Halloween uh-huh Cronenberg's movies go into like not some of them just character based, but as he said, it's all these other moving parts that are happening yeah you know what I mean I I, I get what like it's trying. He's trying to say, right? yeah. yeah. But you got to yeah. understand this too. If you want to have those two go against each other, Carpenter hasn't really did a good thing to me since '98. This yeah, guy's but, done good shit for the last twenty years. But also yeah. think about how many good things he did. You know, from '78. That's what to, I mean. And that's why it's yeah. it's the hard. early '90s. It's hard, but I'd have to go. I guess John Carpenter would win that battle. Yeah, I love. I, I, have I to love go this Carpenter. stuff. I love Cronenberg yeah. shit. I, I love all yeah, body horror stuff. But yeah. John Carpenter just has too many movies that I like a lot. Yeah, even it's like too difficult. Assault on Precinct Thirteen, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, The Escape from L.A. New York shit. Yep, Turk One Eighty Two. Love Turk One Eighty Two. Big Trouble, Little China. Yeah, Carpenter would win. But yeah. this guy's stuff, like I said, like yeah. the, the the intellect, it's ahead of the curve. Yeah, I agree. He's a weird I agree. Guy, man. So, uh, do good you want- convo, guys? Just oh, like- yeah. Oh, good thanks, man. <laughs> so, do you want to? Uh, we'll hit the trailer and we'll start talking about the actual film. Sure. Now that this match is over and uh, <laughs> Rick Martel's walking out, plotting to to hurt Hulk Hogan for no push. <laughs> All right, let's hit it. Oh, he's not there. 
Why would anybody watch a scum show like Videodrome? Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Max Wren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He What's has that? been exposed to Videodrome. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since... What? Since I first saw Videodrome. His brain is already receiving video images. I think that massive doses of Videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control hallucination to the point that it will change human reality. Soon, his visions will coalesce and become uncontrollable flesh. Videodrome is seducing Max Wren. Come to me now. Come to Nikki. And Max Wren can do nothing to stop it. What makes you think I need help? None of our test subjects has returned to normality. Television can change your mind. Videodrome will change your body. Long live the new flesh. It will shatter your reality. Videodrome, starring Deborah Harry and James Woods. A shocking new vision from the creator of Scanners. Coming soon to a theater near you from Universal Pictures. So, Videodrome. Uh, a very unique film, <laughs> yes. to say the least. Uh, Mike, you want to give us a little synopsis of this? Um, I think the best way you could put it is James Woods is Max Wren as a trashy TV producer at Civic TV 83, and he wants to find new programming for his station, and he stumbles across Videodrome, and he gets sucked in. <laughs> Long live the new flesh. So he's basically running like a UHF station, like a public access station, yeah. and they play all like sorts of uh, subversive shit. Uh, we see him meet uh, like Japanese porn dealers. He meets this Greek woman who's also a porn dealer, and he tells her that like he can't do it; it's too uh, naive. Look like uh, HBO After Dark shit. Right. Kind of, <laughs> I'd watch it. I don't know what was going on. With no, the, you like the Japanese one because of the the stone dildo underneath the uh, <laughs> yeah the little what was it like a statue of like a geisha or yeah, something like that. Hilarious <laughs> dildo missing the balls. Yeah, it was really yeah, awkward. yeah. They, they cut out um Stanley uh, what Stanley Spadowski's uh, Playhouse or whatever. They cut it out of the movie. Oh <laughs> my god, dude! I wish. <laughs> um. Dude, James Woods is so fucking sleazy in this. Yeah. He's like such a piece of shit. But I like when he has that talk with Harlan where he's like, I'm, run I'm like running on momentum now. Yeah. Like I'm a freight train. Like, it's like, dude, this guy is like not really slept in a few days, right? He's up 24 hours a day running around being a fucking skell. Uh, and he finally broke at that point, right? That yeah. was like his real breaking point. It's more funny if you think about it from the perspective that after knowing Harlan is in on it, he knows what's really going on with the guy. So yeah. it makes this scene really fucked up. But oh, that like he's he's aware. What's he's going aware on. why he's acting this way. Yes, so and that that's make, that makes the scene really fucked up. Yeah. In, in in retrospect, once you know the the heel turn. Yeah. Once it's funny because you brought up like seeing James Woods play. I'm like this. I guess growing up because since I saw this movie later, yeah, it's that like you grew up seeing James Woods as like a. Even if he's a bad guy in a film, he's always like the slick back hair, nice suit. If he's a cop. He always kind of looks kind of put together. Yeah. In this movie, he was just extremely sleazy. Even in Vampires, he's yeah. put together. Yeah, he's more so. He's wearing like a brand new leather jacket and that. Like, <laughs> it's a great character too. Yeah. Like, this character is awesome. This you know, Max you know Run who's guy. such a you know great who's a, an even bigger piece of shit in this. Barry Convex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love him. I, I love Barry. Now, is that a heel turn, or is he always, is he just like the Mr. McMahon of uh, of Videodrome? Nah, it's, it's not a heel turn. It's more like he, the Bischoff. 
he come, I think he comes across like he's full of shit when you meet him initially. He's like just he's, too, he's, he's too sinister. He in comes a way. off like yeah. a snake, right? Yeah, it's yeah. really it's a great great performance by the guy. I'll it's come really, back for really you. Awesome. I, I can't handle the freaky stuff. Yeah, I can't. I can't look at the freaky stuff. <laughs> walks out. He's even kind of fucking weird looking too. That's what I mean. Yeah. He's a great, great character. Evil as fuck. This guy. Yeah, it's awesome. Christmas story. Selling selling trees. He lost look, his job at. Yeah. Uh, I gotta look for that. What was it? What's his thing? Sterling Optical. Optical? Yeah, yeah, the Medici line. Yeah. Uh, did not did not pan out. It failed. Well, I mean, when there's a when there's a mass shooting, it doesn't work. Or out wait, well. no, he would he would have been in a Christmas story. Uh, yeah. His his father sold Christmas trees oh, in it's a Christmas. Part, oh, it's part of his lineage. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, he really is like a great villain in this movie. Yeah, I like the whole like oh we have a little introduction for you on our way there. Like even he's making tapes for this. And, uh, so many characters when you first see them are introduced like on a TV screen. Nikki, yeah. Nikki Brand, him, the secretary. There's another one too. Who's Brian Oblivion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. only speaks through television, and and as a monologue, he, he speaks, speaks in only the monologue. a monologue. In yeah. the monologue, that's how she put it. In the monologue, and that's because Brian Oblivion died 11 months ago on an operating table, and. Basically, he, what was it? He recorded three or four tapes a day just talking about shit. Yeah. Predicting the future, basically. Which he really did, even in society. One yeah. day we'll all have special names that we'll use, right? We do. Internet names. Yeah. You see, if you if you really replace the TV aspect of this movie <laughs> with, cell phone? with today, with yeah. the internet and, and the social media age, the guys... It works even that better. true. Yeah. And, every, and you know what? We're all our usernames. Yeah. yeah. No, really, it's yeah. true. And maybe the maybe the phone is giving you a tumor, a brain cancer. They don't know. Nah, Slowly killing it's you. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. Maybe. Well, it's also. It's it, we'll see. It does no, affect the brain. Already. Depression. No, we'll, it kind of can make you see. depressed. That radiation's Kills different the than the radiation that will give you a. Like, you can you can have that thing up to your head for the next like eighty years, and I think like being ten minutes out in the sun is like more radiation for your. It's like something stupid like that. Do you remember the old infomercials where they sell sell the old shields? They like little stickers you put over the receiver. Like, don't get brain cancer. And there was like a drawing of like a brain hey, slowly growing a video hey, video drone. Hey, what would happen if you used your microwave without the glass? There's like jokes of that online. People just open it no, up. No, but what happens? Like, isn't there just radio? Like, it's like, it's like just you, going. can you like get burned or something? No, it's there's like there's a thing. We Billy Kafalis used to get upset if. You would leave the microwave door open. He would close it. Yeah, but you can't. You can't turn it on with it well, open. Well, this is what you can do. If you have a hole in the microwave, you can put it on and put your hand in it, and now the machinery is becoming you, the flesh. And the long machine. live the new flesh. Yeah, you can Death start to doing Videodrome that with a microwave. Death to Mike. Yeah. <laughs> long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. You, you cook your pizza, your hand. Speaking about flesh. Wait, what, dude? Who's Speaking cooking about pizza flesh. in the microwave? Oh no, well you heat it up. I forgot. Asshole. Ew, you do that? No, I don't do that. Yo, I use a toaster oven. I if you put toaster, toaster oven. oven. If, if you put oven. your Elio's pizza or your fucking Red Baron pizza or your fucking DiGiorno pizza, your fucking tombstone pizza want the green in the oven. microwave, let us know because I want to know what kind of degenerate <laughs> yeah. would fucking do that besides Mike over here. No, come on. Man. I caught him. I caught him. No, I know what you I mean. wasn't caught. I microwaved uh, chicken sandwiches for dinner today. Um, they were all right. <laughs> I felt like I was in high school. Um, so another thing about this film, uh, Rick Baker, the special effects. You said the scene where he shoots Barry Convex with the cancer gun, the handgun, as I say. Um, when Barry Convex starts like basically exploding from the inside, like all his intestines are coming out. You said that's like one of the best things you've ever seen, right? Yeah, it's a great special effect. It's gnarly. What about that? Does it, uh like does it for you? The way the head cracks open, with the cancer spilling out of him. It looks like a Jim Henson thing on fucking acid. And then you hear the um. You hear him squealing and yelling over the PA. As he's leaving? Yeah, it's great. Uh, I would say um, I like the hand grenade. 
I, why is everything a hand grenade and then like a hand gun? Because they're sticking their hand in. Yeah, I know. That's but what. that that grenade scene is awesome. When the thing explodes, you see the dummy like explode through the wall. Yeah, it just like disappears. <laughs> yeah. You just walk through yeah, the wall. Yeah, it's real like weird looking for some reason. It, it's really unsettling, but that's a that's a really awesome fucking part. I also like the I like the effect with the the gun initially becoming coalesced with the hands with the wiring I don't yeah. like that. I like that one I think that looks too fake yeah really you were hating on yeah, it yeah yeah the nails look fucking weird yeah you were hating on it but like at least they attempt something kind of like well but some of the chrono, some of his stuff kind of high looks concept like fake. yeah yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, beer, beer doesn't like deeping into metaphors and like uh, he just like he just wants to see people's heads get cut uh, off. No, no, no. I know what's I know what's up. It's okay. You know, why, it's a, you know it's why another, is he, you're so mad? I'm not mad. <laughs> I like the uh, the handgun going into the stomach. Yeah, it's a good one. When, when it initially comes out, when it's all slimy. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, even yeah. when he puts it in, and he like loses it, and he's like checking the couch. Oh, when he, yeah, <laughs> like, I where like the that. fuck else could it have gone? It's but, like, like in your that. fucking body. But I actually thought that looked a little bit more like you. Don't, you don't think that looked too fake? <laughs> no, not at all, man. Because like he's like there. James Woods is there. Like that's a really good prosthetic <laughs> yeah. that they used. I guess they had to like have him like be half in the couch. Right, he had to stand up for like eight or ten hours yeah. straight. And they that. and they uh, used a Betamax tape because it was smaller. That's the only reason why Betamax is in this whole movie, right? Mm-hmm. Just just so it could VHS. The they, they initially yeah. wanted VHS, but it didn't fit. Really? Yeah, it didn't so fit they in that go, like they prosthetic. Had go, they had to go beta. I think the beta That's is so cool funny. though because it obviously people who aren't versed in VHS shit or beta for the better matter, a lack of a better term. They wouldn't know that that's a beta tape. No, they wouldn't no. fucking know. Higher quality. I don't know. Yes. Is it higher quality? I don't, yeah, the visual quality was higher. Wasn't it just supposed to be but a it, car compact? Like, wasn't that the idea? It, it was. It was. I believe a higher quality, like yeah. Um, you know, I can't even fucking like like print on the movie. Yeah, it, it was. It was a better quality video transfer, but. You were sacrificing like recording time. You yeah. couldn't hold as much to a tape. And then Laserdisc was next, right? And then Laserdisc, yeah, which was pretty awesome. But like the early Laserdiscs, you used to have to flip, and then like yeah. the older one, like the newer ones, <laughs> they have. It the would sc- just be on the. Uh, I remember in school they had the size. scanner. Do you know? The scan yeah. Book. Yeah. I own a DVD. You have to flip. What? Oh, well, what? the old ones had a like, like the, the early the, dude. I have, yeah. a, I have a copy of Goodfellas that you have to flip. I think that's hilarious. Pulp Fiction, really? I have one mm-hmm. too, where yeah, it's like it's special funny. features are on the back. Because they used to do all cuts on the front, special features on the back. So yeah. one, there was a theatrical reset. Oh, yeah. Just cut yeah, wide yeah. Screen, like, no, no, dude. This one, literally, to get through the movie, yeah, no, was oh. a, you had to flip it. Yeah. Remember, did you ever play, uh, what was that, Metal Gear Solid 3 on the PlayStation? No. Where like you would get to a certain point and it would be like, ha, huh, if you were on the Xbox, you would have to change discs right now. <laughs> Oh, it says that? Yeah, yeah, in the game. Yeah. And, That's a good uh, and it just lets you go to the next thing. I remember the games yeah. that had like multi disc. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Hayden man. on the X. Siphon Filter, right? Siphon Filter I 2. Was, I love Siphon Filter 2. Siphon were, Filter 1 was 1. 2, two and 3 were, were 2, two was right? the big one. 2 was the, the double, yeah. yeah. Was that the one with there's like the train mission? Yes, that's the second, uh, yeah. first, second level. The first one was just. A violent game to be violent. You yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you were saying before that this really connects now with like cell phones and computers and stuff. Do you think that also works with like the whole like overstimulation thing and like like watching like torture porn and all that stuff? Like, yeah, you but could all go that, on... all of that is just magnified. Yeah. Like I said, with the internet. Well, like you, you can, could go on you live. Get it. You could go on live leak and watch like somebody get their head cut off with a chainsaw, like in Brazil. You can watch anything you want. Yeah, yeah. Overstimulate you anything you want, sexually, violence wise. And now that's available for like anybody. Yeah, now, for anybody who can work a computer. There it is so that's you. a pretty good. Uh, anybody who can work a phone. Of the future. Well, well, that's a pretty good like story arc that. Like, oh, whoever would watch this, like, deserves it. Like, deserves to die. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like, wa- I like that part of it. That's a cool that's so, a cool twist on it. But well, that, that's just being... That guy's being full of shit, though. But that's okay. Who, Harlan? Or no, Barry no, no, Convex? Convex. Well, he's going to sell it. 
He's gonna. He's like a weapons manufacturer. Just like when he walks in, he's like, "But who would who would watch a scum show like Videodrome?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like you, great. Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you liked it, Max. <laughs> but that's like a. Well, you know what? Let's talk about the Harlan heel turn. All right. I like how you guys are referring to it as like a heel turn. Well, it See, is. It is. It but is, it but, is no, a but heel it's turn. funny. I just think it's funny how sometimes we draw the line of being like such a go. We need to do some wrestling podcasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, fuck that. That's a heel turn. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That, I don't care, like wrestling or not. It's a heel turn. I know, so, I know. I agree with you. So the first time you saw this, were you disappointed when you saw that he was actually working for Barry Convex? I'd say I was disappointed, but I didn't see it coming. No, not at all? No. What about you? I didn't see it coming out. I'm usually good at catching things. <laughs> well, what did you think after the fact? I was going to say, when you watch... What did you think about the character? How did your perception of the character When you change? watch the movie of Retrospect, they give you little hints. Like when he, when he first shows Max Ren video he doesn't drum, look he's at not it. looking at it. Yeah. No. And there's ways he looks at him, certain cuts. Like It's cool how they do, they do set it up. So they say that uh, Harlan is basically a video pirate, right? Mm-hmm. He's stealing things over the, uh, over from Asia. Yeah, it's like stealing, this, he's like stealing signals from all over the, the place. The signal was originally thought to be coming from Malaysia, I believe, but then they narrowed it to Pittsburgh, and that's where Nikki Brand said she was going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she went, never returned. And went from a signal in Malaysia to Pittsburgh to it's just on tape. Yeah. So just, they so they technically really they didn't have a signal they had a signal for it, but they didn't have a station that's why they needed Ren so they yeah well they yeah. well when they're uh, that's how they would be able to broadcast it to like the mainstream yeah. audience mm-hmm. was through channel uh, eighty four whatever Civic TV eighty three eighty three but uh, this could be easily pitched as a movie now because the, the whole, oh the it whole, still works yeah but like I'm saying like how big retro and eighties are now people would love a concept of a horror movie about. Like, like about like just like the tra- television and all like yeah. all the stuff like it's yeah. super hit in right now. Uh, I think uh, it's pretty cool when he kills Harlan because he's kind of like Harlan's kind of like being a dick to him. Like, oh, it's your head on a box. Oh, he he's gets, being super arrogant about shit. Well, he gets him back. Well, well then well, he's well, like, well, and Harlan's I, only talking to him that way because he he don't know he's been he's been reprogrammed, reprogrammed by by the best. Would you say face turn? It's not. It's not a face. Face turned by who? By uh, Bianca Oblivion. Not, she, she was never a heel. You think she was good throughout the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yeah. was like always like out for the good. She was. Yeah. What she do? Or do you think she's just getting revenge for her dad? No, I don't. I, I can see how you could look at it that way, but I, I feel like she was just. There's no turn. She's she's kind of good. They all believed the way they believed in Videodrome. What Videodrome would create, right? Well, they, they believed in the good aspects of it. They weren't like, going to yeah. use it for the, the the evil aspects. Yeah. So like, but you know, it's funny the whole thing with like the Nikki Brand stuff. If he was reprogrammed, why is he still seeing her? Be- uh, because she pro so Bianca Oblivion programmed him also to go kill himself after. I don't know. To me, what I got out of it was like, do you know when, when he, before he kills Harlan and he shows up and Harlan goes to him, I guess you want a, a, a like a new assignment. Yeah. Maybe after you do one mission, now you you just have no more missions to do. Recite. Like, yeah. Self destruct after. Mm-hmm. Some bullshit yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 But uh, this tape will explode. <laughs> <laughs> well, his hand explodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he does kill himself at the end. Yeah. Does that disappoint you? Or is that like, do you think that's a fitting ending to this film? Because that's my favorite part of the movie. When he does the whole, like, I'm, uh, you know, I can't find my way. I feel it's a very Cronenberg. Yeah. (laughs) For the character, it was the only way to go because if he doesn't kill himself, it's not like he's in an alternate reality where he didn't really kill all these people. He did. He killed them. So he was, he was fucked. Yeah. So he, I think. No, I'm not disappointed with the ending. That's the only ending, I feel. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I, I do think it's the only way to kind of, like, how to close out the film well, that, for sure. That it took also, him almost a full year, though, to think of the ending. He couldn't think of an ending. Really? Well, that also leaves it ambiguous. Like, did, what happened, what didn't happen? Because if he's dead, you don't get any real answers. You know That's, what I mean? Yeah. Because there's that whole theory that is Nikki Brand really just a... Uh, a video hallucination, as they say. Uh, pretty much the time after they met on the talk show. 
Oh, so you mean once they meet, like it becomes like that's kind of the like, first yeah. time that they met, right? Yes. And think about it. He was like coming on to her, and she was like disgusted with him. Is this a theory, or is this your yeah, theory? No, no. This is like something I read online. Oh, wow. So, um, she was like disgusted with him, right? And then all of a sudden, the next time after he seen Videodrome, she's into him. Oh. And they both have watched Videodrome. So I don't think like, that's a. I don't. I don't buy that theory. No, no. I, I, because I, I then when they people for making, but that. then think about this. They say, "Oh, how, think, wait, wait, wait." So she says, uh, "Whoever calls Nikki's um, station, this this is not part of their thing that they said. Okay. This is me this just is remembering. Guy, riffing. Okay. This is me riffing off of that. When the secretary calls Nikki's station, right? Is that who calls?" To ask, like, if she's there. About her, if she, about yeah, her yeah. time off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She says that she had a month and she took it Pretty and hard. she used a month vacation or whatever. She took the month off. Okay. So that matches the timeline of him seeing Videodrome for the first time. Or he could, or she could have just been lying to him. Well, I no. Mean, well, like, that was confirmed that, like, through the fucking secretary. So she could have been dead right after that talk show. Uh, I don't know. Like they used her image yeah. to get to him. I think it's too much. No, and there's enough going on without that. I like that. Yeah. I like that theory. It's a fun theory, though. Like it does. Like as you're speaking, it kind of makes sense. It does, right? Yeah, it makes sense as you're because for a second I was like, didn't they meet? Because then, then after yeah. that point, uh, after like they they see each other on the talk show, are they ever in the same room with somebody else? I don't. Know. Or is it only them in a room? No, it's always only them. See? Wow. How about that? I don't know. <laughs> He's starting to come to it. Now. Yeah, yeah. And he says, you better watch it. Or she says, like, you better watch out. Who tells him that, like, you might have 100 That's Brian Oblivion, right? Mm-hmm. Saying that, like, you might have 100%. Well, saying, yeah, it may take you the whole your whole life over. Yeah, whole like, over. like, you'll only see video drama. I'm not dismissing the theory. I just... I, I feel to watch it. Well, maybe when I rewatch it again with that theory in mind, maybe I'll I w- we different should perspective do that, on a live movie. one. Can we do a live? Yeah, we could video? do a we could do a live commentary on Videodrome because that's a short film too. Yeah, it's not too long. Um, can you think of any other films that uh, are kind of like this? No, because I feel like this is a very niche. UHF meets the fly. Dude, it, it, <laughs> yeah, did I nail yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, can you, you found the marble with the oatmeal? <laughs> like, can you name anything that's close to this? There's got to be Halloween three, <laughs> Ghost Rider, <laughs> no, no, not Ghost Rider, Ghost Writer. Like, right, right. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Like, there's got to be some kind of like TV show, maybe like. Radio broadcasting a horror Wait, movie. What year was Halloween three? Eighty three. Eighty. Oh, 84. 84. 82. Oh, 82? Yeah, eighty two. Eighty two. Yeah, eighty two. So did he rip this off from Halloween? Halloween three. Yeah, you're right. I don't think he ripped it off. Playing the thing over the fucking TV and it kills everybody. Well, this, that, one, this movie went into production in the summer of eighty one. But oh, it, it did. Off. But also, it's also that's one element. That's just one element, though. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Mike's getting all hung up on this. It says Halloween 3 doesn't come out till next year. I can't. I Why, can't. What, what year is it? It comes out in 2020. Oh my God. Halloween was, Kills? I got. Um, oh, cool. Um, it's um, 19. You were right. It was 1982. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Mike's looking at me. He's giving me the eyes. <laughs> I'm not giving nobody no one. Fucking Dick Rattle shirt over there. Yeah. <laughs> there was a look. There was a look. Um, so, what do you guys? Uh, what was that noise? Yeah, you heard that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm having a stroke, right? Here. <laughs> you heard that? Okay. Um, so, Good. do you guys want to give a uh, a rating on this, or do you want to talk about other movies of 1983 first? Can I can I pull up the list? Yeah, why don't you pull up the list of uh, horror movies of 1983, and we'll see how they are uh, compared to this, because this does have a lot of rewatchability. The rewatchability factor is high. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it helps that it's short too. Yeah, well, that's that it's nice when the movie like moves quick and mm-hmm. you're not just sitting there like you're not. What was it, like fucking three hours of Nightbreed? Oh wow! No, that's why. That's why 
people have a lot of issues with the brood. Is it goes slow? I don't it, like the brood. Because I love that. the brood. Yeah, it goes slow. I, I like, some... I like the, I, the brood is awesome because of the reveal. Yeah. yeah. All of it is worth it for the reveal. That reveal is fucking great. <laughs> and just some of like the cinematography stuff. And like, I love really the actress. Works. She's the actress in Curtains. Uh-huh. Yeah, just yeah, looks yeah, nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think her name's Catherine McNeil. She's awesome. It's crazy. She's awesome. Okay, so we're going to do Would You Rather Watch? Yeah, yeah. Let's do Would You Rather Watch Videodrome or whatever Anthony's going to say. Sleepaway Camp. Oh, man. Videodrome. Videodrome. I don't know, dude. I love Sleepaway Camp. I just feel like I've watched it so much. And like you're asking me now what I would rather watch would be this film. Fuck, man. I might say Sleepaway Camp, dude. I really, I really uh, like that. I movie. feel that's kind of a mainstream answer. Would no, you say? No, no. Would you look at, look at Mike's mouth? Oh, no. <laughs> Angela. <laughs> why Angela. You, why is your cousin so fucked up? <laughs> I like the. I like the. My favorite thing at Sleepaway Camp the is Jack that's what I really talked hair? about. No, no, no. <laughs> the, that the sleazy camp owner is like go and meet up. With, on a date with one of like the twelve year old campers. Yeah, yeah. dude, that, dude <laughs> it's just, this movie's awesome. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. Angela, I love that guy so yeah, much. Yeah, 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 Angela. yeah. You already know. Okay. Ronnie, that's Ronnie. Uh, Christine. Uh, video drum. Video drum. Video drum for me as well. We also. Got... I do like Christine though. Me too. I do Christine's fun. It is a great movie. Psycho Two. We've done video drum. Video drum. I like Psycho Two, we, but we, video we, drum. Um. Going through some bigger ones. Um, Amityville 3D. A video drum. Uh, we also have... Sorry, it's reloading. Um, that's really it. The rest of them talk. Um, the Keep. Video drum. That's a video, that's like, a video drum. That, Twilight yeah. Zone, the movie. Video drum. Video drum. I've seen The Keep. That's like a Nazi movie, isn't it? I don't know. Isn't that like some sort of like Nazi uh, the keep ghost or demon? The microwave massacre. Oh, microwave massacre! You know who does the uh, the voice of Frosty the the snowman is in that movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. He plays the main guy, the main killer. Uh, I would definitely <laughs> rather see Videodrome. <laughs> I know Mausoleum. I think was 1983, but I would also take Videodrome. Uh, Blade in the Dark was 1983. Videodrome. And uh, oh, Mike Curtains was 1983. Oh, uh, yeah, it's very hard, but um, video drum. I like Curtains a lot, though. Curtains what about, is great. What about Cujo? See, the, uh, video drum. I like Cujo, though. They're hard. I like I like these movies a lot, but video drum is the best one. You yeah, guys gotta trust Mike's uh, opinion. He's a what is it? A uh, media prophet. Yeah, I'm a media prophet, Brian Oblivion. Yeah, media yeah. prophet. Is that what they were calling him? Yeah, yeah, me- right. He's a media prophet, <laughs> but he is. He's no, no, prophet. he is. He is. That's why he speaks in only in only in, only in, in the monologue. In, in the monologue. In the monologue. <laughs> it's a great idea, actually. So why don't Less we interaction uh, with people? Do you want to get into the uh, rating of this film yes. after we just rambled about it for the last uh, forty minutes? <laughs> this movie is really like a. It's a real trip. Like it's I fucking. Love this movie. It's crazy. This Some awesome. crazy shit. Uh, drop acid and watch this. You'll have a good time. Uh, or don't. <laughs> Mike, what do you give this? Five out of five. Why? Easy. Because it's just... If you talk about... um, If you're a Cronenberg fan and you want to see everything that makes a Cronenberg movie a Cronenberg movie, this is the movie you have to watch. Anthony? I give it a 4.8. Why a 4.8? very high. Because I think... I, I Just because I like Cronenberg and I thought the movie's overall kind of like the take on like reality events to come after this movie mm-hmm. and kind of as like the predictions of stuff that kind of happened or kind of as Mike broke down so eloquently about the internet in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of um, could be remade in a lot of eras as well. I think it's a, I think it's a, and it's also the rewatch was good yeah, too. You can keep it was enjoyable. It's enjoyable. I watch. give this a five out of five. I think it's very uh, different. It's very yes. unique. It's something that you, if you haven't seen this, uh, you, you're really going to be in for something fucked up. It's yeah, really you gotta, awesome. You got to see you're it. You got the fucking Nikki Brand burning her fucking tit with a cigarette, that asking him to cut her with a Swiss Army knife. Craziest shit you'll ever see. Yeah, she's a fun character. And then you can yeah. go listen to Rapture after. 
<laughs> so uh yeah that that's a five out of five this movie's yeah. awesome this is you don't get better than this shit uh i can't give fives though if you go five what's the next rating dude it doesn't matter it's, it's all in the same pool they're all in the same ice pool. skating okay. ice skating rick flair five out of five mr perfect five out of five this is best um this is in contention for best horror movie of the decade easily i feel Really? You think it's up there? You think it's that far up? I think it's up there. Uh, if you go a top ten, yeah. So let's um, let's do the back of the box here. Um, I'll attempt to read this extremely long-looking uh, synopsis from MCA Home Video Video Cassette. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I'm trying to. I'm trying to collect. Myself. Oh, all right. I also, know. stop making that noise. I know what's happening. Because I'm hearing it. Complete un... Uh, no, that's not what I want. Okay. Sci-fi horror filmmaker David Cronenberg's Diabolical Invader is a television show that seduces and controls its viewers. Featuring rock star Deborah Harry in her first major film, in quotes. Is it? Is this her first major? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as a kinky hostess, James Woods as a cable programmer looking for the ultimate in viewing thrills and special makeup effects by Oscar winner Rick Baker and American Werewolf in London and Star Wars. He did Star Wars? I'm guessing if it says it, yeah. And he did Thriller. Yeah, um, Thriller. He do on Star Wars. I don't know. Videodrome is a pulsating science fiction nightmare about a world where video can control and alter human life. That's uh, they they really painted a broad stroke with that one. Uh, yeah, Rick Baker. I don't know what the fuck he did in Star Wars, but what what did we see? He was like an assistant or something on The Exorcist. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, right? That's awesome. Yeah, that was that was really something else. And then he did Thriller, American Werewolf in London, uh, some sort of consultant on The Howling. Um, well, that would make sense. What else? That blew me away. I didn't think that. I thought that was like a competition. Yeah. You, and werewolves. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Well, he would be an outside party. Not yeah. like he's not tied to anybody. He's got no skin in the game or fur. Huh? Uh, uh, he's, he's, um, he's like a bounty hunter. Yeah. 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 yeah basically. True. So uh, what do you say we get to uh, next week's film and we spin the wheel? Yes. But you see, the deal is, man, you got to step up and spin that wheel. Once you spin it, where it stops, that's what you and I are going to do. And what happens? Well, we both go in the ring. One man comes out. The other? (laughs) Well, no. Okay, so... Uh, Mike, I know you, Friday 3 is on this wheel. It's going to happen, man, eventually. Maybe it'll happen this week. Anthony? Maybe. I don't know. I think you'll like Scanners. I was asking for Scanners. I think Scanners is on this. Scanners, Scanners, Scanners. All right. So let's give us a shake. Scanners. Three. It's going to be Scanners. One. Scanners. Alien contamination. Oh, no. you're, you're, You're happy. You're real happy about this one. <laughs> we got a ship, the Caribbean lady, heading towards the Marzano Bridge. It's not answering our radio calls. Hey, Matt, the suspense is calibrated. What do you say? There's not a soul in sight. Really weird.
Mars has always stimulated man's imagination. But as far as that cave was concerned, there was absolutely nothing in there. You were telling the truth all along. But these are photographs. But there hasn't been another expedition to Mars. No. These were found here, on Earth. Thousands of them. The woman is Stella Holmes, a first-class mind. This gentleman and lady would like information about our coffee. All your questions will be answered here. Hamilton has got your friends. Okay, so alien contamination, an alien ripoff, uh, fucking awesome score in this. Awesome. Goblin does the score. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. The score oh, is sick true. in this. Uh, the gore is crazy in it. You, you guys are going to like it, yeah. I probably know the music. It's on Shudder, I know that. Yeah. I have the, the VHS over here. Never seen it. It's fucking wild, <laughs> this movie, dude. It's going to be good just because Goblin's involved. Yeah, no, no. It's Goblin's really, that's a really good fantastic. one. Um, is there anything else that you guys would like to plug? You can check out or my say? Um, Instagram if you want. It's M-G-I-G-L-I-0. What about your uh, SoundCloud? My SoundCloud? Yeah. I don't have a SoundCloud. All right. Anthony? No, I thought you thought he was a rapper? Yeah, I thought so. No. I wish. Um, Anthony Bassini on Instagram, A Bassini, I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, video and photo needs, tri state area. And you could find me at Bad Taste Video. Leave a comment, suggest a movie. Give us your uh, questions, WF concerns. Breakdown. Yeah, give us your WWE breakdown, your WWF no, SummerSlam 1991 breakdown. <laughs> I was asking if we could watch WWF breakdown. Oh, we can watch Terrible whatever you show. want, man. <laughs> Terrible shit. Uh, yeah, you could find all my VHS postings and other various videos. So, yeah, next week, Alien Contamination. It's going to be an interesting one for these two. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs>